in any case, yes, Bo, thank you for your hard work and uh, behind the scenes and your uh, excellent personality on Well, that was kind of impromptu and nice of both of you to say. Um, That's rare. You guys guys make it easy. You guys, and a pleasure. So We we appreciate you privately. That sounded horrible. Uh, But we we wanted to appreciate you publicly. That's all. Anyone listening to this episode is just like, isn't there, just get to a random topic already. That's what they do every episode, though. They're listening and they're like, "Why are they still talking about Bose lactose intolerance?" Get to the, (laughs) get to the episode. They do that every week. Oh man! Speaking of ailments that Bo had, I got vertigo this week. Have you ever had that? The first time. Like I I was just standing, and then all of a sudden, it was like you know when you spin in a chair and get dizzy. It just happened. It just (laughs) dizzy for no reason. And it happened five or six times to me Monday evening, and then it stopped. It was just that evening. And I was like, hmm. okay, okay, I'm not going to worry about it right now. No, it's... no. Here's what you should do. You should Google it uh, and then worry a lot because it'll probably be something related to cancer. It is. I did Google it. But did I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, like, like every ailment that you Google, it's like, and in the case of this one, it's like, oh, perhaps you have an infection. Sometimes infections. Sometimes you're a little because it's a little something the size of a grain of sand that regulates your equilibrium. Mm-hmm. That if that's off for for some reason, it could be that it could be maybe you need to take a sleep, which turns out maybe was the case. Um, and a few other reasons. And then the bottom one is always cancer. Like every ailment you look at, like <laughs> oh, I've got a cough. Oh, you could have a cold, and, and then eight other things, and then cancer. <laughs> you, and then, you might have cancer. <laughs> like it's always it's like everything yeah. is a symptom of cancer. It's annoying. And then because you looked it up yourself, you're like oh. It's probably the cancer. That's the one I can feel it. Uh, that's and that's. I'd say that right there is the value of doctors. Not. It's not about the information. It's about sifting through and being like, you know what? You take these antibiotics. You're like, are you sure it's not cancer, doc? You're like, yeah. You, you know what? Just take the antibiotics. But you know, go, people do get diagnosed with cancer, so that bad yes, news is do. delivered a lot, actually. Well, okay. But, I guess you have cancer. If you get diagnosed early, it's better than getting diagnosed later. So people are like, oh, I don't, I got a cough. I don't want to go to the doctor in case he tells me I have cancer. I got news for you. Even if he doesn't tell you, you'll still have the cancer. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> uh, so he's, a, he's like, oh, it's good you came to see me. I can tell you, you have cancer. Oh, see, this is why I hate doctors telling me <laughs> my, shit like this. It's funny. You're making it. My dad, is. I've had these exact arguments with him. He's 70 years old now and smoked for like, he always says, Michael, I figured I smoked a million cigarettes. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now he hasn't in many decades, but still, you know, he's exposed himself yep. to a lot of bad stuff, but refuses to go to the doctor. And sometimes I'm like, at his age, I'm like, dad, you should go. Like, he's like, if I got cancer, I don't want to know about it. I just, I figure I got three good months and then I'll just die. I'm like, just go to the doctor. <laughs> like, you know, there's a way we can use math to figure out if it's a million cigarettes or not. Because it feels no, like a, use some basic. Math. You lost me at use math. Okay, well maybe that's not compelling show stuff. He said he smoked like two packs a day for twenty years. So you do the math if you really want yeah, to. Fifty times no. three hundred and sixty-five times the number of years, and maybe you get an average. It was, you can spitball it. Re- yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you are if you are listening to this and you want to participate in the conversation, please comment on one of our channels and let us know exactly how many cigarettes so Mike's dad has smoked. If he smoked two packs a day every day no. for Wait, twenty years, it's about three hundred sixty-five thousand cigarettes. That's a long way off from a million. Well, it's pretty yeah. good though. <laughs> oh wait, but he well, is it twenty hmm. years he smoked? He said he started smoking when he was thirteen, and he quit in I think his forties. So it's close. Pepsi Max is that's anyways, like 25 that's years. His, that's Maybe about four, 400 to 500,000 cigarettes. Well, I'm going to tell him he's wrong. Oh, then I bet Bo outsmoked him at this it, point. It kind of doesn't matter. Oh, no, it's not a million. It's a half a million. Oh, no, Bo <laughs> wouldn't have outsmoked him. Uh, I'm, I've, I've had my breaks and, you know, I've uh, I paced myself. Some, you know, That's right. some, some years I didn't. Uh-oh. We you want should to dig up off. Smoke Watch sometime. Anyway, yeah. before, before doing that, let's do something else. Let's do a random topic. All right, Mike. While we're waiting on you. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> He's off to the races. <laughs> I, I, his dad smoked all the cigarettes, but he'll be the one with the cancer. Now, before you announce the topic, Mike, I'd just like to... I have a feeling some new listeners are listening today, and I'd like to let them know what that sound was. It's the random topic generator. It makes a topic for us at random that we talk about. It's, it's a device that Mike keeps in his garage. Yeah, so. 
my filthy garage where I also do my podcast from. Yeah. That was a bit strange, but I'll allow it. Well, uh, you don't want to keep something like this in your house, you know. If you care about your loved ones, the fumes it produces are quite noxious. Anyways, uh, through its arcane technology, it has delivered a, a random topic, which today is 24-hour news channels. Have we not done this topic before? No. We did entertainment news, which okay. was like Entertainment Tonight or... What it's an interesting link that you draw because, you know, a, what is a 24-hour news network but a constant source of entertainment for somebody wanting to stay well, plugged into its content? I mean, you say entertainment, but some would argue, well, no, it's news. It's any time of the day you're like, I want to know what's going on in the world. With Click you, on the news channel and they're... With capital you- J journalism. What's funny about it is that like these channels is predate the internet essentially and the first big one was CNN and uh and it, when it was introduced this sort of thing didn't exist and now there's a zillion of these channels in Canada we've got like we have a population of you know 30 million people and i think we've got like four of these national channels uh, news news channels are there four and- I think so. Global, there's global, global CTV and CBC all have one. Oh, I didn't know global did. There you go. I, I think it does. I could be wrong. I think anyway. the sun one went bust. Oh yeah, that's true. The sun. So, but bottom line is, is, is there's multiple multiple channels for what what is a population the size of California. Meanwhile, the states have I think California have, is like sixty million. No, I you no, it's not sixty million. Let you, me you can Google this. <laughs> um, so uh, so instead instead we have we have all these channels uh, that serve a different purpose than when they were first introduced. So when CNN was first introduced, it was it was well it was always to get to get ratings and stuff, but not to the degree it is now. Now it's less about reporting news, where it used to be news delivery any time of the day, like the Weather Network kind of is. Like you tune in, what's the weather? I just want to know the weather. With the news, you always want to know what you know what's going on. But they, in twenty four hours, there's not enough news to fill the day, and that's where like specialized shows began. And now we've got like all these commentary shows, like Bill O'Reilly and stuff. And and it, it and then the line between entertainment, opinion, and news gets blurred to the point where the conversation is completely distorted. You guys are both looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I was now. Googling the population of California. So I was, uh, yeah, I was like, Mike usually jumps in here. I, it's I my stand, I stand correct, Crofton. You're, you're right. I was like, uh, I was like, you have more than us, but it is it is ballpark similar, like 38 million. We're the 36. Yeah, we had so- population parity in like 1980. What do you know? Hmm. Um, yeah, so small population has its own news channels. Uh, I didn't hear anything you were saying because I was. Oh God damn it! Oh my oh, so, God. So in a nutshell, they started for one reason. Which was uh, it's always to generate ratings, but it was also to report news, provide a convenient news source. Source and now, uh, with with like needing to fill time with the growth of personalities, celebrities, opinion shows, uh, all of this stuff, um, the the channels have morphed into things that they weren't previous, which is essentially a quasi hybrid of news and personality, uh, a news news in in celebrity. In a way, like I guess I know what you mean in the sense that there's been the rise of the like um, the uh, the the personalities on these shows, but I don't know that they've changed that much. I feel like I have been watching. Uh, well, I, I guess I haven't been watching 24 hour news channels pre-internet, but um, I certainly have been watching them for a long. I haven't watched one in the past few years. So I don't have cable anymore, but I did for a long time, and I watched a lot of them. And uh, and and though I, I get the thing about the personality aspect i really feel like the other problem is just more the cycle like i think was it both the 24-hour news cycle that one of you mentioned i can't remember uh but it's just it's forcing this thing it's like this massive repetition where you go in and watch it and though there's like a different news show and you have a different host it's just like they're just jamming you know what is there's a reason i think why the nightly news has been sort of effective it's condensing sort of a d- daily news into like half an hour or best an hour and forcing it down your throat 24 hours a day and you go and watch it and it's mm-hmm. like repackaged constantly just to keep it going because well yeah that's like one of the biggest irritations okay about news networks because the, the 24-hour news networks because they literally 
when like a big news story happens, for example, there's a shooting somewhere. And this is, I don't watch any Canadian 24-hour news networks. I watch CNN. And when they're covering something, they beat it to death. Like, you know, they, they, the, 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 the way that the coverage works is that they can't just be like, yep, yeah, a bunch of people died from a bomb. We're going to have some people talk about it. We'll give you news. Actually, a good example when they had that guy run up in, in Parliament Hill with the shooting. Like, the main CBC channel converted to just coverage of the event. And it lasted forever, and you learned nothing from it. You yeah, know what I mean, I, like, it, it, there's this weird sort of sense of, like, finding out news is finding out news. But once you tell someone the news, it's over. Like, you're just like, hey, somebody was, was shot, and then a person with a, a gun ran into our Parliament Hill. He shot at some people, but he was taken out. It's the end of the story. There's nothing more to watch, nothing to see here. That's news. Like, unless there's pertinent information to the story, it's not really news. And so, but see, what they would do is they would take that story and then afterwards they'd, be, they'd do like interviews with security staff at Parliament Hill. What's the screening process like? How do we do this? You know, follow, yeah. following this live report into Parliament's security system, we will go live to Anderson Cooper who is doing an on-location interview with uh, the with organizer. The shooter, of, live. Yeah, with the shooter. <laughs> they, he's being released just for this brief interview. I, I, get, I get what you... Uh, get what you're saying, but I think what the issue is with this stuff is, and and, and Mike touched on on the 24 hour cycle, but it's like if you buy a newspaper and people don't really anymore, but there's like a zillion pages in most newspapers, and and there's stories at the front page, and then then there's like a 26, mm-hmm. and you go to it and it's like coup in Libya, mm-hmm. you know. Blah, 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 blah. It's like something that is not at all local, doesn't necessarily affect you, but is a huge deal somewhere else in the world. Now, 24-hour news networks would have an opportunity to cover these things in depth because they have all this time to fill. But the issue is that somebody could be tuning in at any given time. So they have to get back to the lead stories pretty much at the top of every hour at least. Uh, And that prohibits them from going to the ace. 27 story in the newspaper they never cover it they just beat to death the same two three four major stories uh throughout a 24-hour news period and yeah. look to look to milk them as much as possible and it, and it also i think is is driven the the rise of um live live news uh, and i think cnn in particular has gotten shat on a lot for the problems that arise from having news be presented live which is rampant speculation a lack of fact checking essentially just horrible journalism like people standing on a scene there's fire trucks are like a fire truck just raced by me it may be going to that building in that building there may be people dead we don't know we have unconfirmed reports that people are dead. like what are you talking about journalists you have not confirmed anything you've not spoken to authorities you're standing there frantically yelling at, at at a camera and i mean if you ever watch like the daily show it's been it was like a running bit of theirs to kind of make fun of cnn for horrible journalism uh which they often have to make corrections and rescind things because they're saying things on the fly. And that's bad journalism because, again, like you said, Groth, if anyone's tuning in, they might just, you know, for one part, they tune in, they hear some, you know, Anderson Cooper live screaming about police cars going by and saying whatever comes on the top of his head for thinking something. And then you might be like, oh, my God, all this stuff's happened, which may or may not be true. And I feel like if you buy the paper or or, or watch the, like, nightly news that that people have spent the day preparing fact checking uh making sure it's accurate uh what you're receiving is something that's reasonably close to uh an accurate reporting so so here's a question that's going to kind of trigger mike a bit i think i hope it does but do you think that new because news is and i might get this wrong i think you took some journalism in school you might have studied this more than i have but my sense is that news is like a thing it's news and you're you talked about reporting so there's facts that go along with accurately relating the story do you think that video is an okay means of transmission like do you think it's lazy that we have actually any video like whether it's one hour or 24 hour because when you think about reading an article that's a thoughtful process even if it happens quick because they're trying to get a scoop or whatever it takes some meditation 
to create a story that you're writing that is um, printed like in sort of permanence versus, you know, like the guy like Anderson Cooper being like, hey, there's a fire truck and, uh, you, you know, RuPaul is on the fire truck. At least we think that's RuPaul. It could just be Hillary Clinton. We don't know, but we'll check back. You know what I mean? Like it's. Man, I heard, haven't heard a RuPaul reference in a while. Yeah. I kind of miss RuPaul. <laughs> He's all right. Or she was uh, yeah, all right. Sorry. Um, uh, to, uh, look, I don't have a problem with video news. Um, I have a problem with bad news or or, or journalism, I should say. I have a, but do you, I have th- a problem but with- do you think video like is too tempting? It's too tempting with like on on video to be like we need content. Look, we need it's to like, fill an it, hour. Well, no. What I would say is twenty four. We're talking about twenty four hour news channels, and I'd say that again leads itself to. I think that leads itself to bad journalism because it's not going through the process. It's not like if you watch. So say in uh, CBC is our national broadcaster. I sometimes watch the national. It's like their nightly show. And if you watch the like the the little video clips that a reporter is doing, they read like a short news piece. They're 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 very clear. There's there's little there you know there's a there's a little bit of like contrived back and forth between them and the host. But generally, it's almost like they're reading a basic story. They're they're just saying this is what's happened. They're happen- they happen to be there. There's some footage thrown in, which I think is fine. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. I think that's all good mm-hmm. as long as what you're sticking to is this is what happened. These are the facts, blah, 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 blah. You're not editorializing. You're not making assumptions. And I think that's the problem. And, and this is also true of print me- media. And, yes, I did take a year of journalism. And oftentimes I read articles and be like, well, I don't understand what happened between this person's schooling in journalism and then when they started writing articles because there's all kinds of, like, implied editorializing happening in so many things that you read and see and i feel like that's bad journalism like it's if you're if what you're doing is reporting you should be reporting like keep your assumptions out of it keep your whatever out of it uh that's my view but again coming back to the 24-hour news cycle i think that it's just these things are often because they're often breaking on the fly that you're and and because then they're filling time and and i think very astutely both you guys made the point that it's like it's headlines so when the thing is breaking it's like okay the headlines what's important so they'll stay on that topic for like hours and it's like that news has been said they just keep re-saying it making assumptions trying to bring up new facts and it's can be kind of infuriating but so to to address some of that because I agree that that's an issue, and I know exactly what Mike's talking about. And and John Stewart had gone heavy on CNN, and I think to a certain extent he holds them, he holds them to a high standard because they're trying to report in a highly politicized news environment, more or less down the middle news. Whereas you have Fox News on one side and MSNBC on the other that are reporting different angles to the news politically. You have one that's trying to be like just the facts, ma'am, but is now caught up in what I think is the big issue surrounding 24-hour news culture, which is the ratings drive. Everybody wants high ratings, and um, Fox News has had the highest ratings in in cable news, 24-hour news networks forever. They always sort of celebrate it. Bill O'Reilly has had the top-rated show. It's known that he is infatuated with his ratings. He even feels threatened by like other, like Megyn Kelly and other people who who have shows um, with high ratings on the Fox Channel, and they're always comparing ratings and they're talking about what are you know like what are practically stunts that they can do to generate ratings. So on one side, you've got like CNN trying to increase ratings by doing live news coverage and being like, this is an ever-changing situation here, folks. We don't know what's going on. There could be dead people. There could be alive people. We don't know, and that's that's annoying, and that's 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 bad. But but I almost prefer that to having a super politicized, editorialized, sensational inside edition style um, with with larger than life personalities that are looking to distort the news to their own ends to get the highest ratings possible. Uh, that's it. That, that's, that's that dis- that distresses me a lot. That 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 side of it. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, no, I I think and and rightly so. And I think that is definitely uh, the the worst kind, <laughs> the worst kind of jur- journalism. Uh, but the whole like uh, I think you were talking to, again. So using CNN versus Fox versus MSNBC as like 
the two on either side that are just slanting the news in favor of their political views, and then CNN, which is trying to sort of call it down the center, I guess, uh, and then trying to play a ratings game with them. And I, I guess I just find that so, you know, and this is the this is the era we live in, right, where that, I guess, that is important. News is driven by advertising and, and ratings have to play a role, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, news has 24-hour news channels haven't been around maybe that long in relative, but, but t- television news has. And even when I, when I was a kid in the, say, 80s, or even in the 90s, before I gave a shit about what was going on in the world, like, I only thought of news as boring. You know, I was like, my dad would watch the news, and I'd be like, oh, the news, yeah. it's boring. Because, you know, I, I always think of, like, good news, in some ways, is kind of boring. It's not meant to be entertainment, or it shouldn't be. Uh, and and maybe that's a problem with 24-hour news channels, where they're like, okay, we need to keep this entertaining. And and, and I would be like, no, that's, that, that's not what... If the news is boring, that's what the news is. Well, you that, know? that's and my it, question, though, about the 24-hours part, which is just... Because in my mind, a 24-hour news network means you never know when news is going to happen around the world. We're going to bring it to you first, so we're available 24 hours a day. But mostly what you get on 24-hour news networks is programming, right? You got the Lang and O'Leary exchange. I've watched that a few times, all about business news. Um, and, uh, mostly because, you know, Jessica Lang's kind of hot. Um, I don't know if that's chauvinistic to say, but it's, I like watching the show for that it's reason. It's over now anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. But, um, you know, and that's, uh, Bo, that's essentially half of Fox News' programming. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're attractive. You but get a show. I make that statement, even though, honestly, even though it's not the kind of thing people, you know, I like to watch for the content, not, for, you know, I don't watch because I like Gretchen, whatever her face is on Fox and Friends. Um, incidentally, she has a sexual harassment suit against Robert Ailes or something going on right and now. And soon against Bo Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point being that, like, they're structured in such a way as to have programming. And, like, for sure, the pre- programming will get preempted for major national issues that need to be covered. But then, like, why do we need 24-hour news? Like, why do we need it 24 hours a day? And and I know that you said this came before the internet, Mike, but it dovetailed with the advent of the internet because social media is a way that a lot of people get news. For a period of time, I followed the CBC Ottawa account and got all my news that way until I realized they tweet like nonstop. And I didn't want that much news all the freaking time. So <laughs> I, and I only follow one news account. It was CBC Ottawa, not the most sensational news hub of the world. Well, I guess maybe if you're into politics. So, anyways, but but a lot of people do get their news through social media avenues. And do you think do you think there's a sense of television just trying to compete with that? That that's how news gets out. I need a Twitter tweet to be like, "Guy murdered in Orleans. Uh, he was 65." Okay, great. I got the news. Like I I found out all Ooh, I wanted to know seven, about that piece of news. 17 likes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Crofton? Oh, well, I, I think that's an astute point, Bo, because I honestly do think that um, television news in general, like the like the evening news as Mike was describing, and even news channels in uh, um, are are starting to to fall into sort of the relics of the past. Like we're moving to social media, we're moving to we're moving to like online news. I get all my news like online on websites. Um, and there are problems with that. Obviously, we've talked about them before. You customize the news that you're getting. You choose to click on things. You choose not to. You choose to watch a video. You choose not to. But I think the generation of millennials that is coming up, they're not watching uh, the evening news, much less a 24-hour news uh, network. And yes, Fox News has the highest ratings. But if you look at their demographics, it's still like skewing way – like a way older age group. Um, man. Yeah, because they, yeah. they they get their news notifications while they're playing Pokemon Go. You know, the little notification pops up. It's like, uh, your prime minister's been assassinated. Swipe away. I'm trying to get it, this Pikachu over it's here. Charmanders, get away. Um, <laughs> but but see, what one thing that that I find about um, about 24 hour news networks, and I do this with topics on the show fairly often, and I can see how it could be aggravating uh, because it's a repeat trick. Sometimes I get on Hodgins for repeating his tricks, but this is this is a Crofton thing where I think, can, what is the benefit of this? How can I call how can I call it good? And the big and 
can it be if if it was taken out of the world altogether would the world be a better place a worse place could we persist or not is there an easy replacement for it and i would argue in this case if you remove 24-hour news channels from the world the benefit is clear is that they're supposed to be informing people easy access to information but that is being replaced even in third world countries people are getting smartphones and access to the internet and and all that sort of thing so they don't need a 24-hour news network. It really feels like now redundant and kind of passed by technology, as Bo was sort of pointing out. Not social media aside, just the web in general. So I, I don't, I don't see the value that they still add to society, other than being a business that's trying to generate interest and create celebrities, newscasters, and personalities that get their own shows and and that sort of thing. Um, well, they're not helping us understand the conversation that much more, I don't find. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree. And, and, to, and to add to that, like, I, I feel like what they are, like so many things that the internet has done, which is destroy kinds of industries that people are used to, yeah. which is, I'm not saying that is a, is yeah, a, is any kind true. of... It's true. But it's true. Uh, so many things, like, like just cable in general, like just cable in general is on the decline because people are like, well, why I can stream stuff. And millennials and like I don't have cable anymore. Why would I want that? There was a time where you wanted because oh you have greater access. It's like well there's this thing called the internet, and and the same is exactly your point, Carl. I totally agree with it. I would just say to add to it, which makes it 24 news channels worse, is because what they're doing is struggling to try to maintain their relevance and maintain their appeal, and and once again to be like it's news like and and it's like. If people aren't going to you for sources of news and you're trying to j- jazz it up like with stupid special effects and like pseudo hologram like illustrations of things, I-, I feel like you're just grabbing and news, you know, I don't want to come back and say like news should be boring. It's not that it should be boring necessarily. It should just be about facts, about things that happen. And you can, you know, and I have some problems with maybe the the way anyone might choose to get their news through through sources, all sources of news are not equal, including 24-hour news channels. But I feel like they're doing the, they're like digging their own graves by by struggling tooth and nail to be like, no, we've got the latest technology, the latest insights, and all this stuff, and it just makes them look, in my mind, more laughable. Hmm. Whereas now you can just kind of find credible websites, which essentially are just like a a newspaper, your Saturday newspaper that are just kind of constantly updated where at any time you can, if you have more time, like when you crossed and you were describing the newspaper, you can go to section a whatever and read a deeper news or you can, you can click on the headlines. It's, it's still like it's live, but the journalism is presented in a way that is more well vetted because it's not live. Like someone put a camera in your face and it's like, what's happening right now? And you're like, I don't know. There's a car going there. Maybe someone's shot. I don't know. Like that's not good. And that's happening sometimes. And I feel like if you go on a website, they're not like – I mean there is – there are Twitter feeds, but I think most people would know to take those with a grain of salt. Like right now as we speak, we mentioned this earlier. Like it's not as we speak, but a friend of ours is in Nice in France and apparently witnessed this – what I guess is a terrorist attack. Many people were killed and whatever. And, and I was trying to find out some news about it because he's there right now. And essentially what I was getting was a Twitter feed, which was wild speculation – uh, assumptions, what, what was known seemed to be like a truck plowed into people, people are dead, there may be more. That was all I was getting at at the start. And I feel like you read that kind of news, like from a Twitter feed, you're like, okay, take this with a grain of salt. The story is not out yet. This is this is basically just people saying this thing's happening. And that's and I kind of check it in my brain of being like, okay, this, this event's happening. I'll check back with like a well-vetted news source when I want to get the kind of like the story as it evolves and as it is checked and as it clarifies right and i just feel but i feel like 24-hour news they'll present that right in the front like this is you know they'll do that themselves over time too but is there some value if you're mistrustful to the larger news organizations like like not the news organizations themselves but if they're based on statements made by governing bodies let's say yeah raw news footage has value i i I, i'm not shootings in the states all those shootings that are happening recently that's that's a fair point are like the police would have made one kind of a statement but the reporting of the event the artifact of the video makes you feel something different and is worthy of being news to show what happened so yeah um that is, that 
very good. Oh, point. go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, and that uh, that's probably a value of social media because you know, I mean, you know, I think now like a solid forty percent of all news reported is just social media ballast regurgitated. <laughs> you, you read an article and it's like. Justin Bieber made a tweet today about how he took a shit in somebody's uh, muffin cake or something. And, What's up, Twitter? Bieber, come on. And it's like, it's not even the news. You had to quote a tweet. He's like, check me and my buddies out taking shit in his old lady's like muffins. It's great. All right. Oh, so I I feel this is being a little bit of a pylon, but I'm going to sort of continue it. Mostly, I, I, have, I have a question for, for you guys. So the United States is essentially more divided than it's been probably since the Civil War. I don't know. They've got like they've got left leaning, right leaning, Democrat, Republican, um, you know, uh, minorities versus uh, police, all sorts of stuff. And so then you have these these twenty four hour news channels, and and John John Stewart would this is years ago went on Crossfire at the time and and pretty much dissected like this. <laughs> this show named after like a gang shooting or gang shooting victims that are caught in the crowd. You bring yeah. it up, it's worth anyone to YouTube that. To, clip. Yeah, and because the sad part is it's still extremely relevant. Mm. And it's the idea that that um that there's this th- these editorialists, these these commentators that are that are hired, like CNN to put it in perspective, and they took a lot of flack for this. Well, they should. Donald Trump fired his campaign manager and then like two days later, CNN hired the, him as a lead political commentator on something that he is completely involved in, right? So so this is – and they, they, they tried to explain it away or what, what have you. But the, the idea is is they want fireworks on TV. They want these big personalities. They want all this sorts of stuff. But, but – and – is there any value? Because like it seems at face value, there's no, there's nothing of merit of having people talk about this news story after it happens, right? Like so, having a conversation and providing opinions because it just sets up us versus them and all sorts of arguments. On the other hand, I I have this political panel I like listening to in Canada called the At Issue Panel on CBC. It's three sort of informed commentators. They're not. They don't really have big political biases and they dissect the stories today. It's very interesting. Um, so I guess my question to you guys, is there a, any value whatsoever to have these sort of editorialist type personalities filling the air on the 24-hour news uh, uh, news channels? Is this a value add? Because this is not something that you could normally get on the nightly news because they just don't have enough time. So the 24-hour news cycle is giving them that time. This is this is where like the primary problem for me with the 24-hour news networks is, is Crofton. Look at what we do. We take a topic and we talk about it. But it's we never say is a news channel <laughs> or this is on the news category of of podcasts in your Apple iTunes. There's no mention that there's any news whatsoever broken here or reported. You're probably on. gonna be dumber leaving so, than when you arrived. So so the fact that they have these talking heads, that's not news. They're discussing the news. This is editor and, and, and I guess editorials have been a part of the news. There's always been an editorial section in the newspaper, but they've been cordoned off, you know. And I feel like that's not what goes on with the 24-hour news networks. They are the um, prize ponies, if you will, of the news networks because they provide the ballast. That's my word of the day today. A large part of the fodder of the station was 2% news, 98% well now, blah, 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 blah. And it makes sense if they're like personalities to get people like that campaign manager who's going to get ratings, who's going to say controversial statements, who's going to stand uh, ideologically opposed to some of the other um, polarizing people they have from other perspectives on a matter. So um, it's not news. It's just not news. And and people, I guess, are entertained by it. But I don't like that they're allowed to call themselves news networks. I, I mean, there, there's. I think they come in two varieties. And it's, it's, a, it's a good question. Cause, so you have the people who are just like universal commentators, they're always there. They're essentially anchors who don't do it. Well, you might have your main, your, your main host anchor person who kind of like goes back and forth between them where they spout opinions. And again, that's all we're doing here. But, but yeah, as you say about very rightly, so this show is about a conversation, you know, it's a conversation we're having about this issue and 
we're not right nor wrong. We have our opinions and we make our case, you know. And I think that sometimes with the problem with the news channels is that, is they they almost even though they, and they will get a discussion going they 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 leverage the credibility of these people I think too much and as you you said it's not news now to kind of balance that point <clears throat> because Crawford said what value do they have I think they do have a value uh, and so if you're a viewer of news and you say you're not maybe you're you're like i like to try to stay informed but i'm not that critical a thinker or i'm not really that engaged in these topics or whatever and say i'm going to stick to canada because i'm more familiar with our political stuff but say you you watch a, a clip and there's an interview with to say a minister and they're and they're talking about something the government's doing and now you know all of us and a lot of people would know okay they're they're saying calms lines like there's politics we just talked about politics there's politics in those statements and really, oftentimes you do need someone, if you're not an engaged viewer, to unpack those for you. And Crofton, you mentioned this at issue panel that is is big is on CBC. I, I like them too. I think they're pretty good, and they do a good job of that. I think they everyone knows it is they are editorializing in that they're taking their views. But sometimes you need that because if your news source is a news release by say a government or a business or whatever, they have implied goals and whatever like there's different things between events like shooter shooter did x or plane crashed here those are new those are news things they're less loaded they're 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 event news and then there's other news which is political news or other types of social news and those things may be heavily loaded and and the people the the sources of those news items have biases have goals and they're trying to sway you through the news service. So I feel like in those cases, it can be helpful to have someone who is knowledgeable about it kind of say, okay, they're saying this and this, but really we know the government's, this is the direction they're going in. So you, you know, consider this and that when you listen to what this person has said. So I feel like they have their point, but usually that's very, um, it should be defined. Like this is someone who's analyzing what they said. It's not fact or whatever. It's just a, you know, and there's value in that to some extent. Mm-hmm. I know I always feel better when uh, I hear an analysis of the shooter's mental health state from Dr. Sanjay Gupta or Dr. Oz for <laughs> CNN. Let's go live now to Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Uh, what do you think um, the shooter's mental state was? I think he was crazy. You know, like, <laughs> but, see, just... what, but I mean, that, that's exactly my point. So, in those contexts, yes, absolutely. Those things are just filler and it's garbage to be like, Hey, you. Uh, stand- but he has a defined role. Like it's, well, yes, it's he's a medical but, specialist. But it, but it's a, but yeah. But the, but it's like the context of the news, right? Like so. Yes, when it's like like I agree, and 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 your joke is is reality based. That's exactly what they do. What do you think this person would do? He's like, I don't know. I'll make something up uh, because I have to, and it's live, uh, and that's that's bullshit. And I'm like, there's no value in that. That stuff should not be present there. I think anything event news driven really should be. This is what we know. Period. It shouldn't be like wild speculation from someone who's a psychologist. They're like, well, I, I've studied many textbooks on psychology, and I think based on nothing that probably he has this type of mental illness. Like that's not. There's not valid. There's no fact in that. But when the news story is something that is like he- heavily, like anything in a in a political campaign, right? Anything that a candidate says in a political campaign, any of that stuff is all heavily loaded to begin with. And those things, and I think that, but isn't like, it their opponent's job to like? We have an opposition in Canada, and there's they're going to put out their messaging. Like there's conflicting messaging, right? And then you have like strategists. Almost all the people on these shows are strategists for one side or the other. And then you so, get this yeah. us versus them mentality. Some of them are, and I think that yeah, you have to take those things with a grain of salt because they're just like agents for their particular parties or affiliations. But there are people. And I think that the best ones are the ones who are uh, tried and true journalists who've been reporting well for decades and then but have also got to the point like really good political journalists who just report what happens. But then under a different context, they put on, okay, now here's my editorial hat. And in a lot of newspapers, that's very clear. You have the news and it's written um, in a very journalistic fashion, it's the facts. You you make them what you will, and then you go to the editorial page. You might have a same the same reporter write an editorial saying like, "Okay, here are the facts as they were presented. This is my take on them." 
And that's very different. And the context is extremely important. And I feel in the 24-hour news channels, those divisions are never made clear. It's all a big mash, and I mean we've all been getting at this, of editorializing and facts just kind of mashing together in a big vomit that never stops. Yeah. that You, you make me think of a lot of things because, um, you know, reporters – See, when we're on this show, we're ourselves, right? I mean, we're not reporters. It's kind of a dumb comparison. It's apples and oranges. But bear with me because probably someone listening going to see, hey, these guys are all different. You know who I like his vibe the most? I like Mike. Crofton. (laughs) (laughs) But no, true. There will be people who dig you and there are people who dig me. And and I feel like news relies on this because you were talking about Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I kind of dug his vibe, but you know whose vibe I really dig? I don't know if you're going to know who I'm talking about, but um, I even I forgot his name. That's how bad it was. I just remembered wow. his look. Oh, Fareed Zakaria. Oh, He's yeah. an international that, correspondent. And um, I mean, I don't know what his accomplishments are. I don't know what his contributions is. He's just when he's talking to somebody, I'm like, oh, I think this guy's vibe. I just, you know, and I'm like, that's what, the, you know, it, it, they're trying to create a relationship with you might not like one correspondent or one correspondent but it's the personalities that they're selling people on and just to me that seems to undermine the news and i don't know if we're supposed to be puritanical about kneeling to the altar of capital j journalism you know that we can present news with some bias even if the news itself is unbiased by having a personality read it in a highly informal way but I don't know, man. I kind of mistrust it. I kind of mistrust that Dr. Sanjay Gupta smiles and my heart smiles inside. And I'm like, (laughs) this can't be news. I feel good about it. Like, I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to feel good. I want to feel informed. And, and, you know, and I'm like, but would you, would you watch if your heart wasn't smiling? Like if you just, if you just tuned in, you're like, oh, boring. What Mike said about kids, like that's true of most adults, uh, adults as well. And so like you want also like I was, I was in, I was in the diner the other day and there had a TV up because diners, I don't know if there's some sort of bylaw that was passed that they always must be playing 24 hour news channels, (laughs) but apparently that's all they play. So, so the banks. it's playing and it's on mute essentially. So it's just images with with the little. And we didn't talk about the ticker, the but ticker. like it just going down nonstop. Or some of them have like triple layer tickler tickers. Oh, that's but tickler triple layer ticklers. Was but my then high the owner years. of the diner will be like, oh, like somebody will come on, like Sanjay Gupta or whatever, oh, Anderson Cooper, likely, and they'll be yeah. like, oh, hey, wait, let's let's turn this up here, and then. And then we'll suddenly turn it up. Like, so it's gone from white noise to actual noise based on the strength of this person's personality. And um, I understand. I understand why they hire these people. I understand why they work to make them celebrities. I understand the entire editorialized uh, culture, the bringing in these specialists. And I respect CNN's approach a lot more than I do Fox's or MSNBC's in terms of, uh, you know, bringing in these medical professionals and making them personalities instead of like political bigwigs like, you know, Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity or whatever. But I I do think the whole thing is, is you're, you're getting minimal rewards as a viewer from it. You're not learning, you're, you're not learning much more than you would if they just reported a brief news story on the the subject matter. The only thing it's getting them is viewers and loyal viewers who are going to tune in to watch this one guy. And so they're not coming from the news, they're coming from this one guy. And that's like that's problematic, I think, you know? Like it's not a it's not a it's not a way to to in to ensure your population is well informed. Now, these are private businesses and that's we've danced around it, we've never said it, but like Except for CBC in Canada, which is a public broadcaster, or BBC, or P- PBS yeah. in the states, but for the most part, the big ones of twenty-four hour news networks are private companies looking to make money. Is, so, um, is uh, what is that one? Um, uh, Al uh, shit, what's Jazeera. That? Al Jazeera is that privately owned? Yes. Or is that state operated? I do not believe it's a state one. Yeah, yeah, and they have an American branch. Like it's a, it's got to be private. Yeah, okay. I would pretty... be shocked if it was publicly funded. But by don't somebody. come here for your information, folks. Here, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's private. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm but, gonna, but, I don't but, you know but what? Hey. I have a pulpit, so it's private. <laughs> He's one of our anchors on this show. Let's cross and steers. What do you make of Al Jazeera? Oh, I, wait, I wait, wait. I, you know what? I'm cheating. Owned. Crofton loves it when we cheat and look things Crofton up on the internet. Crofton steers is privately owned. It's good no, enough. We don't, we don't uh, no, we no, it, it is. It's a state-funded broadcaster owned by the Al Jazeera Media Network, which is well, partly funded. Go. I would the... like to issue a formal apology wait, for statements made who? on this show Dude, by it's, myself. It's, it's, it's partly funded by the House of Tani, the ruling family of Qatar. So apologize to the Tani. Uh, I would I would argue that that's a private entity more than it <laughs> government. I'd well, like to subtract my previous apology. Yeah, I would subtract that. It, that's like saying it's like oh, and uh, Fox News is funded by the Koch brothers. Oh, they're a prominent family in the United States. You'd be like, well, that doesn't lend credibility to it. See, this is why Bill O'Reilly never apologizes for anything. You just can't win. You can't. Yeah, you you basically. Wait, are can't. you a fan of Bill O'Reilly? Well, no, I, I just I, am saying that he uh, has a long track record of as being a successful editorializing blowhard for a 24-hour <laughs> news network. I, I tell you what, he's got a strong pair of gonads to peer on the John Stewart show the multiple times that he did. I was always at, admired that because they made fun of him so much, and he does say a lot of stupid things. He's a he blowhard, not a blow soft, as you said. Um, pretty big of him to go on an opponent's show and... Yeah, but he, 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 it's just fodder for his own. No, show. but you can not like a person, but still admire some of their qualities, okay. which is like the thing. But this is—it's uh, Jermaine. This is Jermaine. It's—he—he he is part of the twenty zeitgeist of twenty-four hour news networks, and I'm, he is. I want to compliment like, so, him. Okay, the, the news networks—they come in different varieties, and there's like Fox News, which is you know really its own thing. And I haven't watched much MSNBC, and I, I keep hearing it's the lefty equivalent, more or less. Um, but but the one I've watched the most of, which which is our uh, state funded in Canada CBC one, and it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more down the line. I think because they have slightly less to answer to in terms of ratings and stuff like that. And I find that because I want to try to be like we've we've chat on twenty four hour news cycles quite a bit, uh, and it'd be like what value is there to them? And now when I had cable, and I am someone who who likes to be informed, but sometimes you just don't have the energy to go on the internet and mm. read or even read the paper. Slends you're lazy. I'm just trying to be like, what's the, what's some value? Wait, you don't have the energy to go on the internet. Yeah. Go you on can the go on the internet in the toilet. <laughs> let, let me just, let me check my phone here. Oh no. You know what? Too much work. What's on TV? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes it is too much work. Well, have you guys ever watched TV? Because I mean, you're laughing at me, but it's well, I've never watched TV. TV. Have you ever watched it? It's, uh, just so you know, uh, you guys find this so funny, but I, I find it kind of interesting. Have right? you ever watched TV? Yeah, have you, have you ever watched it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we it's, watched uh, it. It's an extremely passive exercise, whereas anything, almost anything you do on the internet is much less passive. Crofton's go-to True. thing always is that you, watch, you play a video game, it's more engaging than a movie. Okay, And that's agree. my point. Sometimes you are, you're tired, you're in a passive mood. I don't want to go look up my favorite website, click around in the articles, read them all. Sometimes like you come in, it's like maybe it's 11 o'clock at night. You had a long day. You're eating cereal in front of the TV. You don't want to watch a show. Put on a 24-hour news cycle. Okay, I just want to get a cycle of what's happened. And oftentimes, if it's, if it's one of the better ones that prides itself on trying to be less sensational, you'll get a sense of like, okay, this is, this is what's going on right now, more or less. And, and at any given time, you can flick it on. You know, sit there for 20 minutes and you're going to get the main headlines delivered to you, uh, you know, in, in an easily uh, digestible format. And that's if any, that's why the nightly news exists as a video format. It's just it's easy to take the news in. There's pictures. Someone's reading it to you. Everyone likes being read a story. Well, why would anyone listen to this podcast? Because sometimes you like to hear people ramble about things, you know, okay. and it's the same with the news. Sometimes you want someone to read you the news. It's easily digestible and i've definitely you know learned a lot of stuff from the 24-hour news cycles of what's going on and i feel like like with any news source or like with any place you're getting information it's like have your bullshit detector activated be like this isn't all gospel this isn't all truth uh but it can be an easy way to get a sense of like okay these are these are big things happening here but so like there's the nightly news every night it does the show uh, it gets cached online immediately. You can you can just have it easily accessible. Smart TVs now. You can just like immediately watch last night's news or today's news and all this. 
so if you can get the news whenever you want, doesn't matter what your work schedule is, very easily and conveniently, and it's the one hour like evening news, which is different from a 24 hour news cycle. All you say is true, but I don't see the merit of having a 24-hour news well, network. Look, for the record, I was playing devil's advocate. There, I know, I'm, I, and I am being – what's the opposite of that? A well, pain in the ass. Because what you described is exactly how I, how I passively receive news when I'm tired. That's, it's exactly what you said because I don't have cable anymore. So now I'll be like – I'll come home. It's 1030 at night. I'll be like – uh, I'll put on the national, you know, and usually only watch the first half, which is the headlines. And then it gets into some fluff story about some teenager who won a science fair or something. You're like, whatever, it's done. And you turn it off <laughs> and you turn it off. I just want to get the headlines. And I, and that's exactly what I do. But when I did have cable, it was like, um, you know, you put it on, you can watch it for 20 minutes. I guess the, the, the problem is when it becomes like, and I feel like I went through a period of television addiction where I just watch TV all the time in my younger twenties. And my dad is still someone who I consider heavily addicted to TV. And when there's nothing on, you can always put on the 24-hour news. I feel like you, you'll feel like you're not, you're not frying your brain quite as much as if you're just watching a rerun of um, Miami Vice. You're like, oh, I'm watching the news. I'm learning something. But you really – all the things we talk about is just – you're just watching some blowhard yell at the screen and – make broad pronouncements speaking of blowhards making broad pronouncements about a topic that's what we do on this show and we're the blowhards so are you guys ready for verdicts i think we are uh, mike uh, you want to herald in the farm animals unless crofton you have any last words no i i totally want to do verdicts in fact i want to go first <laughs> all right well you may get your wish All right, it's verdict time, and I think uh, we'll let Crofton go first. I'll go sec, or Michael go second, and I'll go last. That'll be the order. Oh well, thank you, sir. Thank you for that. This is why I thanked him at the beginning of the show. His production values, top notch. Um, so uh, I'm going to tell you straight up that when this topic came out, I was a hundred percent sure of what my verdict was going to be. I was like, I know, not going to budge me from it. But I actually changed verdicts over the course of the episode. And uh, it's because every once in a while a topic gets pulled up that is so clearly bullshit. Like everything about it is bullshit. And and like everything seems so bullshitty about it. Like the talking heads in the case of this in this topic, the topic uh, talking heads, the fact that news gets diluted, the fact that they're not like covering things uh, um, that should be covered. All of that stuff is is really really uh, frustrating, but also bullshitty. Like Bill, Bill O'Reilly, oh, he, like Bo said, oh, I admire him for doing this thing, but really he he he's always spouting lies and, and and misinformed opinion, and he's just sort of full of shit all the time. So bullshit just seems like the perfect verdict. But as we talked about this more and more, I'm like, no, you know what? It's beyond bullshit. It's like not only would the world be a better place without these news channels, people would be able to be informed in in, in a better and more efficient way. There can still be live news coverage. Like there there was before news channels. Like if somebody – if there's a shooting going on or whatever, we cut away from this program to bring you this live story. That should still happen. But but news – new 24-hour news networks are doing nothing to further our understanding of issues – or or develop a conversation. In fact, they're doing the opposite. Very often, they're putting us against each other. Um, they're they're strengthening divides that already exist, and and the level of negativity that comes out of these channels, even ones that are trying to be more benign, like CNN, than ones like like Fox Fox News that I have a ton of separate issues with. I have to say that 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 these things, these channels, are useless and they are bad. Bad, bad, bad. There you have it from our regular correspondent, Crofton Steers. <laughs> regular, he's not special. <laughs> well, I'm also God a regular correspondent, and I'm going to go next here with my verdict. And um, I, I actually, I, I feel like. In the course of this conversation, I've been thinking about 24 hour news. I wasn't spending a lot of time thinking about what my verdict was going to be until the very end. And as soon as the farm animals were in, I was like, 
Yeah, I know what it is, and I have to echo Croft in here, and I'm just going to say it now. They're bad. I agree with most everything Crofton said, and and I would go far enough to say, like, what the, you know, and this might sound like a um, something uh, a blowhard on a 24-hour news channel might say, but I can say it here because this is just, uh, you know, uh, an, a conversation. I can put any kind of idea out there and take it as you will. But I think that there is, in some ways, more value in having people uh, who are either engaged in informing themselves by going on the internet, finding, you know, making a point of of, of looking for news. Uh, and if you were to contrast it against people who are just totally ill-informed, I think that's better than having a whole middle ground of people who are unable to use critical thinking and watch these 24-hour news cycles and get uh, coerced by these types of sensationalist approaches. to news. I think that's worse mm. than just having a totally uh, an, a portion of the population which is ignorant to what's going on. I think that's less damaging than the type of things that come out of some of these 24 news channels. Now, now obviously, not all of them. Some of them try very hard, but they still succumb to some of the main problems. Anyways, I really think they're a bad thing, and if they were wiped off the face of the earth, I agree with Crofton, world would probably be a better place. All right. Well, uh, I'm about to deliver deliver my verdict, but before I do, the lightning is crazy out here, and it's raining like mad. So the show may just end abruptly, and I wanted to just say, if it is, thanks for listening, Um, because I feel like the power is going to go out. All right, my verdict on 24-hour news networks, uh, very simply, is that I believe in the news and I believe in editorials, but I don't believe that 24 hours of it makes any sense. The only way that a proposition for 24-hour news network is that you have people on hand 24 hours a day ready to do the news, meaning if there's no news to present, just turn the channel off. Just make it a black screen and be like, we'll get back when we've got news. Um, so that, to me, says that it's an entertainment product. Uh, entertainment's not bad, but if you want entertainment, I disagree with Mike. Uh, you should watch, get the complete seasons of all the Miami Vice and watch all of it. Your time in life is better spent watching a work of dramatic fiction than it is watching a really poorly written work of fiction in the form of you know this weird entertainment news style thing that you're watching that has actual news peppered in there um so that's where i disagree but i pretty much agree with all of your points otherwise i think the news is good i think 24-hour channels are good but 24-hour news networks are honking bad Ooh, had me worried there. and you know what it takes a lot for me to give a bad and you know it's bad when all three of us are on the bad <laughs> train I thought you were going to land on good somehow. I um, can't. This, you, there are things that I've said are good that would seem way worse than a 24-hour news network, but it has spurred my ire. I hate them. Good, I, good would, for you. I would say to any new listeners that Bo seemed to be talking to earlier, and any, any listeners, period, uh, that this was a, an interesting topic in that I felt that we were all on the same page uh, pretty much throughout, and that that can be good, but it can be bad uh, in a way. Like I felt we were piling piling on to a certain extent, but I just really don't see anything redeeming about it, and I can't fake it. Mike tried. I don't feel bad about piling on. They have twenty four hours a day to spew their crap. We get an hour a week, so uh, let it rip. But uh, well, yeah. you know, and yeah, so uh, so listeners, this this is not a twenty four hour news ch- channel or news channel at all. This is a conversation. <laughs> That's what good or bad, bad or bullshit is. And we've given our verdicts and we would love to hear yours on this topic because maybe there is something big uh, we've missed. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'd say go to our website, goodbadbull.com. From there you can find uh, our email. It's goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, and you'd also go on Facebook, like us there if you want. Send us a tweet at goodbadbull. And if you haven't already subscribed to the show, you can do so Google Play, iTunes. We would appreciate it. Give us a five-star rating if you want. If you think we're shit, then give us a no-star rating. Put a poo or emo- give us five stars, but put a poo emoji in, the, in your description. <laughs> Whatever. Do what you feel like. Um, and um, we also have a Patreon account if you want to support us. And we'd like to thank our current Patreon supporters. We do appreciate it. We appreciate and, it a uh, lot. Because we're all we're not we're not all the same person here. If you want to if you want to follow one of us individually, any of us individually. So say Bo, where can our listeners follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz and find out all the good stuff I'm up to, like exclamation mark podcast, core podcast, some YouTube videos, uh, random memes, and of course, 
notifications on when good, bad, or bullshit is released. How important is that? Although you can follow the actual Twitter account. Oh my god, it took up yeah. so much time. Anyways, bye. And uh, and Crofton, if people want to follow you, they can uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Crofton Steers, where I am. I'm going to stand in solidarity against the 24 hour news networks by only tweeting once a day during the six to seven. Uh, period of the evening, like the traditional news. Good for you. Uh, Thank you. You, you can follow. Don't me hold at, me to at, it. At ML Hodgins. Yeah, I should try to tweet as much as our the 24-hour news channels do, like all day long. I tweet about twice a month now. It's getting up there. And one thing about that, Bo mentioned. You know, rather than watching the 24-hour news, that you should go watch Miami Vice. I'd say no, no. Go and watch Magnum PI reruns because of the same era, I think you're getting better bang for your buck from Magnum PI than you are in Miami Vice. That's my opinion. But mm. Crofton Steers, where are you on this issue? I thought you were going to go Law and Order, old Law and Order, which you've watched a substantial amount of. Also good. Bo Schwartz, where do you stand on the 80s TV show? Uh, is MASH an 80s TV show? Yes. Good enough. I'm Michael Hodgins for Good, Better, Bullshit News. And we're out. Terrorists or aliens? It's terrorist aliens! Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.